All right, Kate, I've got a question for you. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, good. You need to you need to Sorry, audibly I should have, say yeah. I should have given like the verbal affirmation like when you're sitting in an exit row. Yes, I am ready. Let's remember we're playing for audio here. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my questione. Do you think you love any object that you own as much as Archie loves that fucking car? From a legal standpoint, my cat is considered property. No, come on. That is such <laughs> um, a weaseling out of this question. I knew. I'm talking about is. something that does Inanimate. not have sentience. Yeah. That I'm like that enthusiastic over too. Like there's things that I like really love. Like I have a necklace from my grandmother that like I love so much, but like I can't imagine showing that much enthusiasm over it. Yeah. Um so I'm just gonna look around the room real quick. Yeah, yeah. I mean I put you on the spot. So now it's a look around the room time. Right. And luckily I live in a studio so I can see everything. All all your things. All of my things. Um and I gotta say uh no no nothing what about you <laughs> i think the only object that i love as much as archie's loves his car mm -hmm. is archie's car because i stole it <laughs> <laughs> vroom, vroom. Vroom, vroom. i'm a little driving man Whee! Little Mr. Toad going on a wild ride. I absolutely cannot think of anything. I had a moment where I was like, my stuffed bear that I still sleep with. Totally. I can't like, it's the enthusiasm that I just like, I can't imagine talking to other people about it. Like, Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's nice that you still sleep with your stuffed bear. I think that's very cute. Thank you. He's a Paddington. Oh, um, I love Paddington. I my my teddy bear from my childhood is now sitting on my parents' shelf because he's like he's deteriorating. He's a uh, distinguished oh, gentleman, so we Paddington's don't use him for well. yeah. We don't use him for anything anymore. Yeah, yeah, no, he's not doing well. He's pretty gross. Uh, yeah, it's not good. Sometimes people see it and they're like, "Oh no!" And I'm like, "No, yeah, no, this it's bad." <laughs> it's probably what's causing my asthma at this point. Um, <laughs> but like, I feel like sometimes like I'll get something and I will talk to people about it like that enthusiastically, but it doesn't last that long. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it takes a while for something to stick with you. There's, there's like an object. Like, yes, I mean, I get it. It reminds him of his father who passed away. So I understand, you know. I'm not yeah. trying to be super mean. I guess if there was something that was given to me, I mean, so I have a collection of like third printing Oz books mm -hmm. because, and they were my grandmother's. So if they were to be lost somehow, I'd be very sad, but I don't know. I, I also wouldn't lend the Oz books out for someone to take them for a spin. So maybe yeah. it's a little different. I think what it is is like, so that's something like, you absolutely love, but it doesn't like come up a lot. And then there's something about your new thing, and then it like fades away. What's weird about this car is that it comes up all the time, and the enthusiasm never fades. Yep, because he's like, like a little 
puppy his face. personality yeah yeah all right on that note i think we should roll the theme song and gals and welcome to another episode of exo exo riverdale i'm louis perlman i'm kate batter and this is your favorite riverdale fan podcast that you still listen to after all this time today we are covering chapter 127 american graffiti Named after the famous George Lucas film, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. <laughs> it's probably the most famous George Lucas uh, American Graffiti. Property. Yes, American Graffiti is the most famous George Lucas movie. When it comes ever to like made. really spinning out his intellectual property and dragging it thin amongst all the streaming services, it's all about American Graffiti. <laughs> I mean, for me. I'm tired of all of these American Graffiti <laughs> Universe television shows on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, are we getting, like, another, like, side project now in the theaters? We're like, okay, calm down. Yeah, I can't keep up with all this American Graffiti. I have an affinity for American Graffiti from my childhood, but I wasn't expecting that... I would still be thinking about American Graffiti so much now that I'm in my 40s. And that there's just so much content and you have to watch all of it to get the rest of it. And so if you miss like one thing, now you're the weirdo. Yeah, absolutely. And how they made Ron Howard's character into a baby. Yeah. And how we're supposed to think that's really cute and it's very marketable for them. It feels very cold and calculated. Yeah, yep. American graffiti, folks. That's what we're talking about. So before we get into the episode here, do we have any big Riverdale fan news? I think we might have the biggest news ever. <laughs> yeah, we might We might really be talking this week about the main thing here. Yeah. And the main thing is that, well, this came in two parts. And I feel like we should sort of reveal it in two parts. Part number okay. one. Lily posted just the very last page of the final episode of Riverdale and just posted the end of script or sorry, end of series text. Mm-hmm. So, and she posted with a sad face because Lily's, Lily's going to be sad to see it go, but it means she won't have to see Cole anymore. So she's probably kind of happy. It's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. No more Riverdale sad. No more Cole. Probably good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then after that, we got a final air date. We got a final date. It's August 23rd. There we go. How are we feeling? I mean, I'm writing it down now in my planner. Yes. Final Riverdale. And Kate... Kate, you said, should we throw a party? You know? What would our Riverdale end of series party be like? 
Um, I think it would be sparsely attended. Uh-huh. Uh, not that we don't have friends and not that our friends don't care about us. But I think we'd have a lot yeah, of Yeah, but how many of our friends care about Riverdale in season seven? I think they care that we care. Like, I feel like we have some friends who would be like, I stopped watching a few seasons ago, but I support this for you. And then we would be like, no, you can still come. And then be like, oh. we'd be like, no, 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 you should come. And they'll be like, oh. <laughs> um, but I think we could get like two to three people who are just like real supportive. The problem is it is a Wednesday. Of course it is. So like I am even personally like way less likely to do shit. But um, I wonder if we could throw a comedy show. I feel like that might be a draw. Like, like, like we host it and then everybody watches the final episode of Riverdale and then we talk about it and then there's comedians doing Riverdale themed bits. That would be so fun. Yeah. Do you have any friends who could do a Riverdale themed bit? Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like. I have friends who I think could, but I have friends who I do not think would. <laughs> I think there's some of our friends that were on this podcast who are so funny and nice. And I think that they would do it, who are funny comedians. I wonder if my friend Pat would come down from Toronto. Pat, mm -hmm. who almost played Papa Poutine. Right. Remember him? Yes, I do. From seven fucking seasons ago, or however long that was. Oh, oh my God. My life, your life, we're old now. So anyway, Riverdale's ending. Kate and I are thrilled. It's time. Also, this season's been pretty good, so yeah. ending on a high note, in my opinion. So that's all good stuff. Um, how are you feeling about Riverdale ending? You I want to hear. Oh, oh, I was talking to our listeners, but Kate, how are you feeling about Riverdale ending? I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Go for it. I feel like there's a lot of shows ending right now. And of the show, I feel like so there's two major shows ended this week i only watched one of them i watched both finales let me tell you everyone talks about succession enough that totally understood what was happening um what was the I, other big finale barry oh ted lasso oh barry too i didn't watch but ted lasso ended um, did Bar was barry the series finale as well i think it may i have think been. it was yeah, yeah yeah um and then like a bunch of season finales this week too but that's less dramatic uh but it feels like it, it feels like it's about time and it does feel different from a lot of other things ending. And I think that, you know, these other shows, those three we just said, all were like shorter and like had an end point and like a goal. And it's been a long time since a show has lasted seven seasons and also ended. It seems like right now, like in TV, everything lasts like three or four seasons or 20. Like there, this is like a medium length that doesn't exist a lot anymore, I feel. Yes, there is an element to the way Riverdale played out that mm -hmm. does feel like old school TV. Yeah. Even in the way that, well, it's very soapy. First mm -hmm. season was great. Second season immediately took a weird nosedive that we all noticed. Seasons, I would say, three through five are gobbledygook cuckoo bananas. Mm -hmm. Season six, they decided to take some really big swings and it got better. But 
I, I think the, the success story about Riverdale that is a surprise is that a lot of these types of shows, when they reach seven seasons, the final season feels really phoned in or half the cast leaves or mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And this season is kind of, you know, firing on all cylinders and it's working pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, of course, some cast members have left like, you know, Marisol Nichols and, um, you know, uh, what's his face who played Hiram and and Mark Consuelos, Mark Consuelos and Skeet Ulrich, like a lot of the adults have left. Mm -hmm. But a lot, you know, none of I believe, you know, uh, most of the core cast is still around. It would be great to see maybe to see Josie and the Pussycats one more time. I was thinking about them specifically in this episode, mm-hmm. um, which felt a bit like an overcorrection of the way they were minimized as black characters in the first season. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into it. We'll talk about it. Uh, but other than that, everybody else is still kicking around for the most part on this show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's just pretty it's just pretty wonderful. And maybe that's a great segue into episode 127 American Graffiti. I'm what like if we did the American Graffiti bit all over. Again? <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure our listeners loved it the first they time. They really they were like drag it out more. If you want more American Graffiti material from Kate and Louie, tweet at us. <laughs> Join the Patreon for more hot American graffiti. Oh, yeah, yeah, where that bit lasts for three hours, baby. It would be very funny for us to start a Patreon now. Yes, another stupid idea. I love it. Very funny. You'll get exclusive behind-the-scenes content, like Kate and Louie recording themselves figuring out their calendar for the next time they record an episode. Yep, so fun. (laughs) So, overall... What did you think of this one? I liked it again. You liked this one. Okay. I didn't love it. Yeah. I liked it. This was... I, again, didn't pay a ton of attention. Yeah, you didn't pay a ton of attention. It didn't leave a huge imprint on you. Yeah. This one, for me, I didn't really like it. I'm going to say uh, this was my first episode of the season that I thought was a bit of a dud. Mm-hmm. I liked some of the plot lines. Uh, I thought everything going on with Jughead was okay. Mm-hmm. I felt like the Cheryl plot line was good, but was one beat too long and made it mm-hmm. a little weird, mm-hmm. felt awkward. And then I thought that the Archie, Reggie, Betty, Veronica plot was incredibly stupid. It like was... just mind numbingly dumb. And it, it really disappointed me. Was some of KJ's best work with that? It was, absolutely. <laughs> KJ was very good. Definitely, definitely. However, yeah. that being said, they started with this classic Archie Comics premise that Archie's trying to be nice and lend out his car and Archie and Reggie have dates at the same time. And that is a totally great, super funny Archie premise. And then they kind of spoiled it by having Archie behave very, like all of a sudden Archie isn't horny anymore. 
Like, he's been trying to get into Betty's pants for, like, the entire season. Remember the, remember the, the peep show? Yeah. Yeah. I will say. And, and then he was like, my car. This like, episode Archie. opened with, like, a conversation about sexy ladies. Yes. That was so funny. It was great. <laughs> so funny. Yes. That was so promising. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, the two of them being like. Well, we'll just, we'll, you know, yeah, I'm not even going to try. But it was so, and it was such a good scene with Betty and Veronica. It yeah. was so good. And then it just, nothing happened with it. I just wanted them to be sexy, sassy, take charge ladies for the whole time. Oh, I was talking about Archie and Reggie debating which Hollywood ladies were sexy. Oh, I thought you were debating when Betty and Veronica were like, were like, perhaps we should you know, pick from the two handsomest boys because they were talking about um, uh, Marlon Brando versus yeah. Paul Newman. And they were like, well, we've got our own Brando and Newman right here. Archie Andrews and Reggie Mantle. <laughs> yeah. The, like, Betty and Veronica one was like, oh, we have different tastes in men and it's okay. And Archie turned to his uncle to get support that Marilyn yes. Monroe was sexier than whatever the other one was a liz taylor yes and his like like desperate need for his uncle to confirm mm -hmm. that that lady was sexy mm -hmm. was beautifully done <laughs> yes what a weird what a weird fucking <laughs> like also very weird use of frank <laughs> insane it's yeah like remember when frank was like a curling hired, his mustache? A no, when he was a hired killer and Archie had to fight him. And now <sighs> Archie's like, hey, Frank. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, this this wasn't my favorite episode. Um, yeah. So, but a few things, you know, so, something that I liked, just to move on a little bit. I did like the first scene in the Black Book Club. I think it's cool. It's sort of subversive and it's um, integrated dramatically into the show. They were having real chats about real black authors mm -hmm. and it might, you know, hep some kids to some authors of color they didn't know about. And that's really cool. Yeah. That's very, and they took some time with the scene, you know, to actually really be discussing some plot points from the book so i thought that was cool yeah especially because those are the books that are getting pulled from schools good call that's something to remember yes yeah totally yeah Absolutely. Of, the, of the ones they discuss i've only personally read one of them and i would highly recommend it so which one you, have you read i read their eyes were watching god uh-huh uh-huh very 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 good awesome very cool highly recommend it um did we know midge was pregnant no we didn't. I wait. Didn't we have a discussion where we thought maybe they were going to get into an abortion plot line with Midge? Yeah, because they had that thing with the frogs testing. Yes. So we're continuing that. Yep. So because Midge is so delicate, because she's in a family way, mm -hmm. she can't go see Fangs open for Richie Valens. Now, in, yeah, Richie Valens was still alive in 1955, right? Yeah. He I hadn't believe... cr crashed yet. 
I'm looking it up. Like 61. Richie Valens. Valens dad. 59. Yes, he died in 59. That makes sense. The day the music died. Yes. Wonderful. And then I mean not wonderful, but no 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 just but no, good for uh, you meant wonderful. I no, I didn't. Good. I didn't mean it was good he died. I wish he was still alive. Richie Valens was great for rock and roll history. He was a Latino singer who lo- who sang rock and roll in the 50s, and um he crossed a lot of racial barriers, and it was really great. And I don't like that any of those people died in the in the plane crash, Kate. How how dare you accuse me of this? There was actually one person on that plane who was a musician that you are like pretty happy died though. Really? Yeah. I, you told I, me all about it. No, I am sad all of them died. It was the Big Bopper and Buddy Holly and Richie Valens. And I'm sad that they all died in the plane crash. So there. And the pilot. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, I'm sad about, I'm even sad about the pilot. It's very sad. I mean, now that you're on the record, you're sad. I get it. Yeah, I'm on my podcast. If I get canceled over this, <laughs> I'd be so upset. I think we should swing back around to the American Graffiti event at some point and then come back around to you being <laughs> not sad about it. Thrilled about that <laughs> plane crash. I'm the villain of the piece. <laughs> I'm the villain of this podcast. Um, Fangs has a great idea. In order for Midge's parents to accept him, he needs to become a rich and famous rocker right away. Parents in the 50s love the idea of their daughters dating rock stars. <laughs> yes, rich and famous rock stars. They loved it. They loved it. Yes, it's going to go so well. <laughs> If there's one thing conservative parents liked in the 50s, it was rock and roll music. Yes. So just a little weird thing that I heard that maybe I was wrong about, but it's what I heard. When Archie was lending Reggie his car, he said, as we learned in Spanish class, I feel like he said, mi casa S2 Casa, which is not how you say that. Uh, he might have. I don't know. Was that supposed to be like a funny joke? It's supposed to be Mi Casa Su Casa. <laughs> it feels like he read it how it's written. Like he didn't understand like how consonants mesh. That may be the case. Yes. Let me. Because I think two casa is you're allowed to say potentially correct. I think it may be. Yeah, it's so informal. So informal is two. Yep. All right, Archie. I'll let you have it for now. Yeah, but I had to. I was like, that feels like because if I had never heard that phrase before, and someone said write that, I would have guessed two. Okay. And the it. formal, I would have said the formal usted, but. Of course. The formal <laughs> usted. Yes. So. But I took two months of Spanish, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing Duolingo Spanish right now. Oh, I'm doing Romanian. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Thank and you. I did two years of Spanish in high school. Yeah, I did 
French. So less helpful. How did you feel about just the whole Cheryl plotline this episode? I think that I was not paying enough attention. I did not I, mean to put you on the spot. I apologize. It, I was also distracted by a commercial for a, a like free game that I've been playing on my phone for a while. Anyway, Whoa. Yeah, it's the baseball version of Wordle. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they had a commercial. But I think that, like, the plot was basically, like, trying to win Tony back over, right? Yeah. and But, but you know, Cheryl wanted to spend more time with her. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to go to sh- Tony's book club, which is fine. Right. And then they, Tony was like, I don't know. I don't know if it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to really get established and we want to make sure that we're feeling really good about our club and it's a club for black people and that's totally mm-hmm. understandable. Yeah, and Kevin. Well, yes. And then Kevin gets invited because Clay's Mr. Mwah Kevin all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when Cheryl heard from Kevin, Cheryl was like, well, I really want to go and I'm feeling left out of my queer relationship with Tony. Mm-hmm. So then Tony was like, yes, you can come. And Cheryl was like, I won't even say anything. Mm-hmm. And then Cheryl ended up contributing and she was really concerned she would be overstepping, which is really sweet and nice of her. And then she had some nice opinions and everything was fine. <laughs> and that's what happened with Cheryl. And I thought it was two scenes too long. Yeah, because then there was, I do recall a scene of her saying to Tony that she wanted to be like seen together a little more. Yes. And it felt like they maybe could have jumped to that. Yes. Or had that conversation before the book club. It was a little, yeah, wheel spinny. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And the other thing about the book club that I'm going to point out that I think is worth just commenting on all of the, leads of color on this show have lighter skin and it's not cool yeah and they added those two student characters who have darker skin to be in those scenes i think as a bit of a course correction Mm -hmm. and it's fine but it's a shame that there isn't anyone on the show right now that is a lead who is a poc who just has, like, not that, like, you know, light skin. Nothing against yeah. light-skinned POCs. This is not, oh, God, am I, gonna, am I getting in trouble again? It's not, this is not the part that's going get to get you canceled. It was okay. whatever it was before. It was the thing about the plane crash. Right, yeah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me being pro-Big Bopper dying in a plane crash. I'll have you, you know, heard here first. I'm anti-Big Bopper dying in a plane crash. Anyway, yeah, like, I just would like to see a little more diversity there. Mm-hmm. It's also reaching the end of the series. And, you know, there has been some really cool stuff that this show has done in terms of representation and in terms of, especially this season, telling some interesting stories about people's race experiences and queer experiences. Mm-hmm. However, this show has never had a trans character. And ultimately, that really is a shame. 
And the Katie Keene show, I remember, had a trans supporting character. But, you know, Katie Keene lasted one season and wasn't successful and went away. And there should have been some trans representation on this show. And it's just something I've been thinking about lately, specifically. They could have written a character as trans, whatever. They could have done yeah. it. It wouldn't have been a big fucking deal. No. Anyway. <laughs> Old man... Old man Louie. Old man yells at clouds. Yeah, old man yells at clouds, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But back to the show here. Um, <laughs> uh, I did like this plot line with Juggy and Tabitha trying to figure out who this woman was mm -hmm. in, um, you know, in, Bray, in Brad Rayberry's life. And remember that Sheriff Keller, Tom Keller, asked Jughead to help, right? Mm -hmm. With this. Yep. And then do you remember what happened at the end of this episode with Tom Keller and Jughead? Didn't he he was like mildly I forget exactly what he said to Jughead, but it was like, Wow, wow, you think you're the expert now? Yep. And it was like Yeah. Yeah, it was like you, you asked it. to help. You asked for help and Jughead's giving help. And Tom Keller's being a real snot bag. Yeah. Tom Keller's like, well, actually, he was crazy. He was in a mental institution. <sighs> like, then turned out he was in rehab. Like, leave him yeah. alone for a war injury. Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> Interesting plot line. Dealt with really well. Dealt with very, um, in a very caring, thorough mm -hmm. way. Liked all these scenes a lot with, uh, with, um, this character, uh, June Simpson, thought that was very interesting and like liked the actor who was playing her a lot as well. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was cool stuff. Um, I feel like they were also really using it to try and like tee up Jughead and Tabitha. Yes, tee up Jughead and Tabitha, which is okay. Yeah, not just like them investigating together, but them also like doing the interracial couple thing. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Which, yeah, maybe they're going to receive flack for being an interracial couple as the season goes on. Mm -hmm. um, I hope they don't. I hope they're very happy. That's yeah. what I'm hoping. Uh, was there a draft for the Korean War? I believe so. There was. I'm fairly certain. I thought it was only for Vietnam. Was there? I'm looking it up. Was there a draft? I think they were all drafts. In Korean war yes okay so they did call yeah him. okay so so he was he was a korean war draft dodger poor guy totally makes a lot of sense mm -hmm. and okay yeah okay his story checks out the only part about all of that i didn't like was how they made an excuse for him being a communist mm -hmm. yeah how they were like well he was he was disillusioned and he was young and exploring different options and he went to one meeting yeah you no know, it's like no like make him a fucking communist, make him a fucking communist. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's fine yeah like he could be anti-capitalist he's a dystopic science fiction writer yeah like, like that's not a mark of a of poor character yeah it he probably i mean i don't know if ray bradbury was no, communist, but I would assume he was like kind of left. Yeah, he. Yeah, I'm sure he was. Are you looking it up? 
Yeah, I'm going to see if I can find anything. Was Ray Bradbury a little left-leaning? <laughs> I bet he was. His stories strike me that they'd be like... I feel like a l- like, most... Yeah, not everybody, though. Some of them are very conservative, and they sort of, you know, it's very co- it's coded in the science fiction stories. I, oh, my God. He was violently right. Ray Bradbury? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, look at Fahrenheit 451. You wouldn't expect it, but, like, yeah. Oh, wow. I'm shocked. I'm really surprised. Super Repubs. Tea Party Icon. Tea Party Icon Ray Bradbury? Yeah. A great conservative. Ray Bradbury was the coolest nonconformist on the planet, according to the American conservative. We were very wrong. (laughs) We didn't know. Don't... Don't don't cancel us over this. Don't cancel us for thinking that guy was going to be cool. Oh my god! Yeah, turns out he sucked. Ooh! Get out of here, Ray Bradbury. Yikes! So I only have a few more things to say about this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote a lot of notes that just said like stupid car shit. <laughs> I wrote Archie is losing it. Well, he was. Yeah, he was going kind of cuckoo bananas. And then there was that scene, which I didn't think was very good, between him and Farm Reggie, where they were walking to get gas. Mm-hmm. Like, But I really did like the expression, you're ringing up the wrong area code, Reg. <laughs> when Reggie sort of accused Archie of being, like, mildly racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, I hope they can become friends again. I like them better as friends. Yeah. Um, Our friend Jenna Hansel, who used to live tweet for us and uh you know who uh is still watching the show and really enjoying it just tweeted that she thinks archie and reggie should be boyfriends and i agree i think that would be hard agree hard agree yeah that'd be really nice yeah i thought that phantom rock records was the greatest name for a record label i've ever heard in my life it's a great name. it's killer (laughs) where did that come from (laughs) yeah uh This podcast is brought to you by Phantom Rock Records. Uh, Coming soon from Phantom Rock Records, the debut album from Fangs Fogarty, which is called Is My Midge Pregnant? I Can't Remember. That's what the album's called. (laughs) Very specific. Yep. Coming soon to a record store near you. And then loved. I did love the scene where Reggie was given his own jalopy. And Archie comes in to help Reggie fix it up. And who's fucking helping him? Queen of Riverdale, Betty Cooper, USA. Pronounced Usa. Usa, that's right. Always love Betty Cooper fixing some cars. Yeah. Wonderful thing about her character that I'm glad we've got into in the last few seasons. Think it's totally awesome. Mm-hmm. And love that Reggie went to her instead of going to Archie. And maybe Archie, maybe you have a few things to learn about putting together a car. That's Probably. not that's not where the engine goes, Archie. Uh okay. Then we got to our milkman plot beat for the week. Yep. <laughs> the only main thing I want to say about this scene 
is just, you know, that the woman who was playing the cat lady just had a really great Canadian accent, eh? Hey. That's how she sounded the whole time. She's like, oh, my cat and, and, the, and the, 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 the milk. And I was like, oh, cool, you know, thanks. You know, definitely they got her, you know, they picked her up off the bus from Burnaby. And now she's doing a role on Riverdale. Even try to get extras who sound American. They're like, let's just. Yeah, they don't seem to really. They seem to work fast and just be like, whatever, it's fine. He does such a good job covering his New Zealand accent that they're like, that's all. We can only afford so many good accents. Seriously. It costs so much. Seriously. Like her in particular, I thought it was so funny. Like. She sounded very suburban Vancouver to me specifically. So, <laughs> yeah, she sounded either like she was from, I'm going to say specifically, either she was from Burnaby, as mm-hmm. I already said, or she was from New Westminster, or she was from, um, oh, what was it called? I think it was, it was called Kitsilano was the other neighborhood, uh, like Vancouver Outer Borough, for lack of a mm-hmm. better term. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and that's all I have about this episode. Same. Who's on that your power one, list? That would, to me, that episode, I just want to apologize to our listeners. To me, that one felt very Andy Rooney-ish on my part. But, hey, sometimes you got to channel the greats. <laughs> okay, who's on your power list? Uh, mine? So I felt like this episode almost, because, like, nothing contributed to an ongoing plot. No, I agree I, with that. I just I list. I put Jughead Tabitha, Tony Archie slash Reggie because I was just listing people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had June Simpson, mm-hmm. Veronica, and Tony. Great. Great. Yeah. Who was on your crush list? Uh, I put Reggie, Tony, and Tabitha again. Was just kind of like listing people. <laughs> <laughs> I had two of them. I had Tabitha and Reggie, mm-hmm. and I had Rock and Roll Star Fangs. Great. Oh yeah, that's the one last thing that I just wanted to comment on is they were fucking leading up to this big show with Fangs and then we don't see it and it yeah. was so stupid. <laughs> and I know we saw Fangs a few episodes ago do a performance, but like give us a, give us him singing and dan- you know, he's fun. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into I'm into Greaser Fangs. Doing his his Elvis imp- impression. It feels like he's going to start singing Bye Bye Birdie songs. Yeah, one can only hope. Maybe they'll do Bye Bye Birdie as the musical episode this season. Ooh. See what happens. Um, what? What is? What are we geared up for next week? Halloween two. It's called Halloween two. Yeah, like Roman numerals. Halloween two. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that is the title of a movie. It sure is. It's the title of the sequel to John Carpenter's Halloween. Mm-hmm. And then Halloween 3 is the one where they do a totally different thing and Michael Myers isn't in it. It's about a mean mask maker. He's mean. Anyway, that's that's the story about the Halloween movies for now. Great. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm pretty pumped for that. Uh, <laughs> thanks to our editor, Angie Mercado, who's just killing it, gave us two episodes in one week. Queen shit and our theme songwriter Louis Ronowitz. And I just want to give a little shout out. Oh, did I already do this? No, I don't think I did it on the air. I don't think you did. To Regina TV for Life, who we just had, who's a fan of our podcast, and we just had a really nice chat this week. And 
she was talking a little bit about you know how much she's enjoying our recaps and and we really appreciate it anyway that's it for this podcast (laughs) this podcast is now going to go away see you next week i'm louis perlman (laughs) no gotta keep better (laughs) goodbye goodbye